friend. Welcome to the Mom Fluence Podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Cacique. I'm a mom of twins, a licensed school counselor, an educator, and an entrepreneur. This is our community where we get to walk together while building a network of people and resources so we help our kids reach their personal goals and career aspirations. You'll hear episodes with tools and strategies while also sharing stories from a wide variety of experts in the field. Because truly as moms, we are our kids' most influential influencer. So come with me and let's get started. Hey friend, welcome back. I'm so excited you're here today with me. Um, Last episode was such a good episode. We talked about self-care. If this is your first episode to listen to, or if you have not gotten a chance to listen to it yet, I highly recommend. Um, It's a great episode on self-care, and I think you should set some time aside just to listen to it. Tune in while you are driving, washing dishes, working from home, or my favorite, while folding laundry. It sure makes my folding laundry time so much more exciting. So whenever you have time, just tune in. I think you'll I think you'll really like that episode. Last week, hopefully, friend, you found some time to provide yourself with some self-care as we were talking. And by the way, it doesn't have to be this elaborate three to four hour time to yourself. I mean, of course, uh, that would be awesome if it is and you're able to fit it into your schedule. But if it's not possible, then break it into small daily segments of at least, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes to yourself if it's possible. Last week, I mentioned that I enjoy exercising, walking, or even spending a few minutes to be more mindful or present in the moment. Those two can be mini doses of self-care for yourself. For me, that's a nice way to get a mini dose of relaxation. Actually, I'll have to share with you that this past weekend, I was having a little bit of a rough evening. I am a morning person, for those of you who know me, um, and I'm just, that's all the way I've always been. I'm a morning person, so in the evening, I'm pretty tired early on, much earlier than most of my family, to say the least. <laughs> Anyhow, um, it was uh, it was in the evening, and as I mentioned, um, right after dinner, my husband, uh, he could tell that it was, I was easily getting agitated. And I don't know if you, if you know what I mean, friend, when even every little thing is just kind of bothering you and you get easily frustrated or upset. Well, that's kind of what was happening to me. And, um, it was actually very smart of my husband to say, uh, why don't you go for a walk with Smokey for a bit, honey? Smokey is actually our puppy. And you know what? That was just what I needed, friend. I needed just to step away and get some fresh air. So hubbies, significant others, please take note. And by the way, hubbies and other momfluencers out there, you probably need to take some time to yourself too. Um, Those small little tokens of care will add up. So my challenge to you last week was to do at least one thing that would really charge you up and fill your love tank. If you haven't yet, then friend, come on, you can do this. Do this for yourself and for all of those that surround you and love you, 
even if you start small, but hey, start somewhere. So last episode, I also touched briefly on building community. And that is what our topic for today is. Especially because in real time, we are now living some of the post-pandemic effects on our community, with our family, friends, and even our own home. So what is community? What defines community building? What does it look like? Well, according to definitions.net, community building is a field of practices directed toward the creation or enhancement of community among individuals within a regional area or with a common interest. It is sometimes encompassed under the field of community development. A wide variety of practices can be utilized for community building, ranging from simple events like potlucks and small book clubs to larger scale efforts. Wow, so friend, let's break this more simply. It is a group of people who have or share a common interest and who get together in one way or another to provide community building. We can definitely talk and discuss this topic from so many angles, but what I really feel that for us as parents, as moms, dads, anyone filling in the momfluence role in a child's life is building community, interacting and sharing with those who surround and interact with your child. I'll use your kid's school as an example. Since your child's classmates and teachers are the persons they spend the most time with on a daily basis, but this could easily be applied to any social group that your child is part of, whether it's their baseball teammates, volleyball teammates, you name it. And what I am talking about is interacting with them and their parents outside of school or outside of practice, getting together for some time outside of school or event to build stronger community with them. If you have already built community amongst them, super, that's awesome. Please continue to listen in and let me know if you have any tips or suggestions to building community that I may not mention. So building community with your child's school, let's let's use that as as an example. Yes, a lot of schools do a great job in hosting large-scale community gatherings, but what I'm referencing today is taking it smaller, more intimate. A community amongst you and your child's classmates, for example. These are all people your child interact with on a daily, day-by-day basis. And here, friend, is where I think we can make a huge impact in our child's lives. So let me give you some back sto- background stories, some, some context. My parents were primarily Spanish speaking and I really didn't interact with my friends from school unless they happened to be neighbors or live super close by. For me, it was almost as if I had three distinct, distinct lives. My school life, my home life, and my social life, which really for me, my social life was pretty much my extended family. Our social events consisted of family gatherings. I honestly thought for many years that it was a language barrier for my parents. But being a parent now and seeing how so disconnected our communities are, I realize it's not always a language barrier. I found that disconnect to be more common than what I thought. My personality isn't my favor now as an adult. 
It has helped me to be that one person with the idea of extending my hand and asking others if they want to join me. I have grown my personal friends, mom friends, and community support groups by just speaking up and asking others to join. My network of friends and community has grown over the years after becoming a parent, as even some of my closest friends today I met through means of our children. Please note though, I'm not necessarily connected to every single one of them 100% of the time. I have become closer to some friends over others, depending on the season of life I'm in. And yes, friends, that's okay. There is a season for everything. So why am I even talking about this? And why am I so passionate about this topic? Well, even before the pandemic, this has always been one of my goals since I became a parent, especially wanting to counteract the way I was raised. I wanted my kids' school life to be part of our outside social life as well. But now, post-pandemic, it is even more critical and essential. Listen, friends, in October 2020, Forbes had an article about how to build community and why it matters so much. Remember, friend, this is in the midst of the pandemic. In this article, they wrote, and I quote, community is critical to our overall well-being and the decline of our connectedness is coming at the same time mental health issues are on the rise. In a study by Queen's University, 27% of people said they were suffering from loneliness. And research from Washington State University found all ages, note this, all ages, suffer from social anxiety and FOMO, fear of missing out, which are correlated with low self-esteem and low self-compassion. In addition, a newly published study by the University of Houston showed the mental health effects of the pandemic will be both long-lasting and potentially devastating. If you want to read this article in its entirety, I will have a reference in our show notes for you. But wow, let's just digest this for a second. For us in real time of when this episode was broadcast, we are just now in the beginning of post-pandemic effects. And this article was referencing adults. Now imagine the impact on our children. So it's our job to build that community for our children's sake. So how do we do that? Well, yes, it will require getting out of our comfort zone. It is speaking up and being the first to start communicating amongst us parents. Maybe your school, your teacher, or another parent from your child's class has already started reaching out to you. If so, that is awesome. That is how community building starts. But if you have not started building community with those closest to your child, I can share some of my experiences and hopefully that will give you some ideas to follow as well. One idea that I wanted to share with you, something that I've done in the past and that has pretty much worked for me, (laughs) was starting a message group with the parents from my child's class. Both of my twins were in the same cohort for about four years, so our group has definitely become super close. But how did it start? How did I create it? (laughs) So I had to speak up. 
I emailed their homeroom teacher when they were in kindergarten, and I asked if she could share during open house with other parents about our parent-to-parent message group that I wanted to create. I shared with our teacher, you know, the reasoning behind creating one and how it can benefit the children and, of course, her as well, too. So having been a teacher myself, of course, I always think from the teacher's point of view, I wanted to make it super clear that it would be noted clearly that it was a parent-to-parent group, not monitored uh, nor created by the school or school district. And I think this really helped for our teacher to, you know, feel confident in, in doing this for us. So she happily said yes. This year, my son joined a new cohort and I did the same. The only difference that I asked um, this time around is if she could add our small little flyer to their students folder. This way, parents who wanted to join could contact me directly without the need of any school involvement. I also shared with the teacher that this would be a great way for parents to ask each other questions related to homework, classwork, or just a means for parents to build community and maybe even set up some meetups after school. Actually, in real time, our teacher just shared it with parents yesterday um, as I noticed it was being put in the teacher's folder and I started receiving messages from parents wanting to join. The want, the desire for others to build community is their friend, but it does take one person to get it started. Hey, and listen, it was not a flyer that said, you're being added to a group or I will be calling you like a salesperson asking you if you want to join. It simply states, if you'd like to join, text me, send me a message. So no one is really forced to join. Um, if they don't want to. It's pretty much by choice. And it was nice to start receiving those messages from parents, again, wanting to build community. So this has worked for us. Um, there are many other ways to build community depending on you know your child's age and grade level. And friend, this is not just building community for your kids, but it's to build community for yourself too. So get yourself out there, friend. You can totally do this. Uh, And if you need uh, or want a copy of the flyer that I sent out, I'd be more than happy to share that with you. Just uh, DM me, send me a message, and I can definitely pass that along to you. So before the twins were in school, my way of building community looked a bit different. (laughs) It was via means of joining mom's groups in the area. Actually, the very first mom's group that I attended was at the hospital where I delivered my twins. They had an every other week meetup for all of us new moms and babies that we could attend regularly and just talk and share experiences. I met some of my best mom friends through that very first group and we're actually still friends today. There are so many mom groups out there. Sometimes they're literally right in front of your door. Actually, this reminds me of my really good friend Jackie and how her and I met, but I'll have to leave that story for another time. (laughs) Oh, and if you have preschoolers, there is a great group called MOMS, which stands for Moms of Preschoolers. This is actually an international MOMS group, but I promise there is probably a MOMS group meeting right now in your area, if not more than one. In real time of this recording, we're in the month of August, so this is right when our mops groups start up as they follow the school calendar. 
I'll have a, a link to MOP's website in our show notes if you want to reach out to them and see, you know, what's the closest MOP's group to you if you have preschoolers. If your children are in middle school, high school, or even college, it may look a little different the way you're building community from the ways I have described, but it will still start with you, friend, taking that first step. Meet up with your child's classmates and their families on a one-to-one basis just to get started. Ask your child who is their closest friend in school, their favorite teacher. Ever thought on writing a note to your child's teacher on a random day? Just letting them know that their child thinks highly of them and thanking them for just being who they are and teaching your child? Don't wait, friend, until there is a need for you to reach out to your teacher. Do it just because you are grateful for them. Especially post-pandemic, it is especially essential that you build community with your kids' friends, their families, and with those who surround them. This can be a great way to motivate and encourage your child so you can be an example to them of how building community works so they don't feel isolated, alone, or distanced from others. This can help develop a a better, clear path for them as they will feel as being part of a community that you are part of too. Remember, community is critical to our overall well-being and to overcome the decline of our connectedness and hopefully counteract mental health issues too. Offering our kids mental tranquility so they can then focus on seeking and reaching their personal goals and career aspirations. A relaxed mind is a creative mind. Friend, if you have built community in any other way, send me a DM and share that with me. I always love hearing from you. And if you do not feel you're part of a community right now, then friend, I ask you, what are you going to do to change that for yourself and for others? And if you're not a mom and you're still listening in, you can build community too because we all need friendships. We all need friends and we all need people to surround us and encourage us. I'll leave you with that. (laughs) I love you, friends. Thank you for listening in. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. enjoyed this episode it would mean so much to me if you share it with a mom friend send it to her right now or even better tag me on your instagram story so i can personally thank you for helping me build our community i'm so thankful for each and every one of you let's keep in touch and i'll talk to you soon adios